Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You mess with the bull, bull. you get the horns. horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. When we started out today, I asked you for um, your contributions. Give us the uh, a name, a name for the Justin Trudeau tour as the prime minister after visiting with all of the global celebrities who's now going to tour Canada and make three or four stops a day and stop off where the average folks stop off, you know, for a double-double or wherever he's going to go and try to reconnect. And so I asked you to come up with a name for the tour, and we've had some terrific um, suggestions. I read a number of them throughout the show. Uh, I I like this one, and this one came from uh, uh, J. Buchan 1969, at J. Buchan 1969. I hope this will shut them up tour. I hope this will shut them up tour. Okay. Catherine. Roy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Catherine (laughs) Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca. Linda Leatherdale, I hope this will shut them up to (laughs) her. They'll never shut us up, Roy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And in suffering in the heat of Southern California, one Michelle Simpson, former liberal member of parliament. By the way, she's not doing it on an MP pension. Because she was an MP for one term, and they don't give you pensions after one term. Hi, Michelle. Absolutely correct, and Happy New Year to you. And just so you know, it's actually quite chilly for California. Oh, yeah. Come on, And I'm coming there next month. Michelle, I'll be there next month. Give me a river. Hey, guys. (laughs) And a hoodie. It's about minus 10 here, okay? (laughs) What is it? What is it again in California, Michelle? Well, it, in terms of um, temperature, fa- yeah, Fahrenheit. <laughs> yes. It's uh, about forty-nine, and that's cool for the desert. Well, of course, that's Fahrenheit too, right? Our hard, yeah, our yeah. Bleed for you. <laughs> and I hope it warms up because I'll be there in February. Our hearts uh, bleed. Oh, February's you. lovely, Linda. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just doing, just doing something technical here. I've got that out of the way. So it's great to be back. I've missed you guys over the last couple of weekends. There I go. I'm going to get a whole bunch of tweets again because I said I missed you guys. Um, missed you. What's that? We've missed you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 2017, a lot going on. A lot's already gone on in the first few days of 2017. And uh, we've exchanged a couple of emails over the last few days. And I, uh, I wanted to start with this and ask each of you, before we look at some specifics, uh, are there any sort of any predictions you're willing to go out on a limb on and suggest may occur? Uh, maybe some surprises, something that will surprise us. 
for 2017. Uh, why don't we start with the California girl? Well, I'm going to go way out on a limb because, at least for Ontario, uh, we may see Kathleen Wynne step down, fall on her sword, so that the Liberals can stay in power. Because we've, you know, what we're seeing with the carbon tax and, you know, overnight gasoline prices went up four and a half cents a liter. These are pocketbook issues. And the, the liberals will not survive. They'll be decimated unless they make some kind of change. And we're not talking so just about gasoline. We're talking about electricity do. as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I'm thinking... I'm going way out on a limb and uh, saying that that could happen. Well, I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to participate and contribute. I'll provide the saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing, Michelle. You know, I, I don't think you're really out as far on the limb as, as you may think, just because I've. it's funny the last few days just chatting with people who are, you know, involved in politics one way or the other, uh, and, and the same, you know, the same is being said. So... Uh, what's interesting is there's no obvious successor to the throne, so that'll be that'll be intriguing. But I don't know. My fearless predictions. I think uh, there's been an awful lot of, in my view, phony baloney public opinion polls that have said, "Oh, Canadians want a carbon tax," uh, and all that. And I think we're going to see the tide really turn on that now that people are actually experiencing it in various parts of the country. I yeah. think we're going to see uh, a, a very weak economy, which, again, isn't maybe profound, but I, I just think we're going to see a, a weak economy continue for a whole pile of different reasons. Part of, it, part of it global for sure, but part of it bad domestic policy that we don't have to impose on ourselves. And, and I think the downside, the, a, a negative, the, I don't view those things as bad because I think people will pay more attention when their pocketbooks are being picked as much as they are now. But I, th I think the downside is that we're probably going to see ugly divisiveness in many different ways. It, it just seems that we can all disagree with, with people, but it just seems now everything has to be fever pitch. And, and part of it is social media maybe, part of it is because, because people's fortunes aren't great, they're feeling a little more desperate, a little more worried about you know, their kids and their, you know, paying their next mortgage payment, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I, I suspect, too, we're going to see that debt issue in Canada looming ever larger uh, over us. You know, I, one of the things that, that I think is happening, and we'll, we'll get to Linda in two seconds, I just want to follow up on what you said, Catherine. I think what we're seeing in Canada, what we're hearing from people, is the beginnings, or maybe more than just the beginnings, we're into the body of the same attitude, the same concerns, the same groundswell of emotion that carried Donald Trump to victory in the United States. I think we are seeing some yeah. of that for sure. Yeah. And, I, I, and it's, it may well be purely legitimate, but what I find dismaying is the vitriol, the, you know, again, let's have a, a sensible discussion about things. We don't have to hate each other's guts. Exactly. But, but, yeah. but, but you can't ignore the challenging issues either, and that's what we do no, on, on this show. Not. We'll take on the issues. We'll take on the issues that some other people will probably skirt around. Linda? Well, hey, I've been listening to your show all afternoon, and i got to tell you, Roy, way to go. And Thank I you. think in an, an email to you earlier today, I said hatred is the thing that really concerns me for 2017. 
having said that, let's go to this. Kevin O'Leary, I think he's going to jump into the leadership race. Lisa Raitt has already put out a website saying, you know, stop Kevin O'Leary. So I think we're going to get much of what you just said about Trump. But let's go back to um, our California girls' bold statement. I got to tell you, Kathleen Wynne is coming to our neck of the woods, Roy, on Friday. She's going to be speaking at the Oakville Chamber of Commerce. A group called Ontario Proud is already over social media. They've got over 107,000 followers. These guys are going to show up and protest, and they're protesting the high electricity bills, the tax hikes, and the cap and trade, and of course all the scandals that your guest Tom Caldwell brought out. I want to point out something else. You talked about companies are going to go outside of Ontario. Well, Internet giant Amazon already did. They have moved their yeah. new data centers near Montreal, and they cited the cheaper hydroelectric power in Quebec, and they steered away from this high-taxed, overly expensive province of Ontario, which, by the way, is the most indebted now, and you said it before, Roy, in all of North America. And, in fact, it, we, our economy, I mean, we are running behind, even though we are still strong, and on a debt level, we are worse than our industrial life. You know, tomorrow we're going to be taking more calls on this whole issue of carbon tax and cap and trade. And I took some calls after I spoke with Tom Caldwell today, and we didn't screen any callers. We didn't screen any, and I didn't, uh, didn't hide anything when I was quoting emails and tweets. There was not one call. There was not one email. There was not one tweet that I've seen that supports carbon tax or cap and trade. And, and, you know, it, it can be, what I'll be hearing, ah, oh, yeah, Green, it's your listeners, it's your deplorable listeners. Well, understand this. I think the most honest forum of all is talk radio. Because you do not know what people are going to say unless you screen. And so you take it as it comes. And when it's unanimous, unanimous, that speaks to something. And, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I, I know this electricity issue is going to haunt Kathleen Wynne. It's not good enough to say it's a mistake. And if she does step down, Michelle, and another person from cabinet goes in, and uh, yeah. Catherine's absolutely correct, there isn't an, uh, an obvious heir apparent, but they will carry, or they should carry, the sin of Kathleen Wynne with them because I don't hear any of them standing up and saying, we really screwed up. And we're hurting people, and it's our fault, and we're desperately sorry, and we'll do whatever we can starting today in a transparent way to change things, even though they have contracts written out. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. What they're doing no. is they've got their little rake out, just like in golf in the sand trap, and they're trying to rake their footprints so we don't know where they were there. Yep, that's exactly what they're well, doing. Well, that's what happened. I mean, McGinty was reviled and stepped down, as we know. And Wynne, who had been in his cabinet right from the get-go, uh, the, the fact that she went in and won, and mind you, we can debate, there was a, lots of different reasons that happened, but let's hope Ontarians are not fooled again. These people are all complicit in these policies, as you, as you say, Roy. And Linda, getting to your point, when you talk about Ontarians getting ready to revolt, well... People have got to be pretty, <laughs> that's pretty extreme, because we placid, placid Canadians, boy. We put up with so much garbage. We have to be desperate if we're at the point of actually revolting. I'm going to share, an, e I'm going to share an email tomorrow that I received from a friend. And, uh, and what she ran into with, the, with, with hydro, with the hydro bills. This is a person who has been in her home for many years, 
never had an issue with any taxes, with any fees, with any bills, with, with paying for hydro, paying for phones, paying for gas, never had an issue, but took exception to the massive bill that she received for hydro. So what she did was she called to complain, and she got the brush off, you know, just the go away, you're annoying, just pay the bill. So what she decided to do was she's got a $1,500 bill roughly, and I'll have the email tomorrow, um, and she paid $500 to make a point. And then she sent them another $500 a little while later just to make a point. They dropped off an envelope in her mailbox a couple of days before Christmas, and the message was, unless you pay the entire balance by the 22nd of December, we're cutting you off. Yeah. Wow. So this is the attitude that, that it, and, and, you know, she can pay it. So she paid it. But there are half a million people in the province who can't pay it. Cannot. And the pre- premier says, my mistake, and we're all supposed to say, okay, Kathleen, we get it. Yeah, it's but okay. she's, she's done well, nothing it, to it, change it. In fact, she's added another tax, as we know. That's right. January that's Wednesday. right. And Alberta and let, as well. But it's good for the planet. Uh, carbon tax. But it's good for the let, planet. He's pretty sensible about these kinds of issues. There is so much, so much doubt and so many different opinions by people with a lot more letters after their name than I've got uh, that everyone should have a healthy skepticism. And then there's the situation in Alberta where many pundits and people, some people in business are saying the carbon tax is the most transparent. Well, it may be compared to cap and trade, but uh, I didn't hear anybody from Alberta calling in and saying that they were supporting the carbon tax in Alberta. We'll take a break and we're going to come back and we'll talk about money from a different perspective with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle. They're the beauties. I'm the beast. This is the Chorus Radio Network. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I don't know who's responsible for this one, but uh, it's because it's been uh, retweeted several times. The Justin Trudeau tour of Canada to meet with the ordinary folks. The Trexit tour. Capital T, R, exit, tour. Guys are clever. It's uh, Beauties on the Beast with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, WorkingCanadians.ca. Uh, Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, and the former seatmate of Justin Trudeau when he was an opposition MP, uh, just coming to bat, hoping to become the Prime Minister, Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament. They're the beauties, I'm the beast. This week's conversation, a lot of it early in the week, had to do with uh, Canada's top 100 CEO salaries averaging $9.7 million dollars. Now, we're going to be talking about that a little more detail tomorrow when we get into some of the media superstars' salaries, which dwarf the average um, that uh, the CEOs are being paid. But what's this about? Why do people get so whiny when it comes to, I know it was the uh, left-wing think tank, I forget the name of it, that, uh, that came up with the numbers but why do people get so whiny about somebody else's success? Why? Catherine, why? Well, I guess it's envy. But what always kills me about these comparisons, and you were sort of alluding it to it there, Roy, is that 
they talk about the business leaders, and yeah, they make a lot of dough, no question. In fact, I saw I saw that uh, Tim Cook, the head of uh, the head of Apple, um, you know, apparently took a cut to a cut because the performance wasn't as expected as well they should. But he went down to about eight million from ten, rough life. Uh, but what kills me is that the movie stars, the sports heroes, etc., never get touched by the left. <laughs> it's only it's only evil business, and business at least you can quibble with what the CEOs make or whatever. Uh, but at least they're usually creating jobs and you know and so on and so forth, which. How is that any more questionable than what a Hollywood star makes well, for exactly. a given movie or a sports or, makes, uh, and, and on and on and on? Or, Catherine, those overpaid members of Parliament. <laughs> well, actually, the, the, the members of Parliament, are, I don't think the salary is so bad. The pension, however, is a whole other ballgame. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and again, there's a lot of details. I, I was just joking. I was just kidding for Michelle. The, the salaries still are high. Well, you know what they are, though? They're high for, and and this is the nature of politics. Some people in politics could make gobs more money and have made gobs more money when they were working outside of government. And then, of course, you get people elected like those, you know, 18-year-olds that were elected in Quebec for the, you know, when they were students that were suddenly making 160, 170 grand a year, and they would never have been able to make that otherwise. So you, you have both extremes. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but here's yeah. an extreme, and I will t- tear a page out of Tom Caldwell's book. And you're a business executive, so we know we're talking about you. <laughs> yes, right, Roy. Okay. When senior executives and CEOs give themselves fat cap bonuses, when their share price is in the toilet, when their yes. company is virtually bankrupt, and they are laying people off, and then they have the gall to have perhaps a hedge fund company supporting them and doing a debt to equity and then taking a, a, a new swap and taking another bonus. I got a real yeah. bone to pick with that. You are not helping the economy. You are killing the economy. And that and speaks to the boards, though, Linda. Yes, you know, know. All, exactly. all of those companies, virtually, virtually all of them are public companies. They have boards. The boards have to agree to those increases, and, and shame on them. Shame they should not them. be agreeing to them. I have a quick question no, for Michelle in the... I'm sorry. In the 45 seconds we have left, quick question: When you were in caucus or when you were in parliament, Michelle, was there any uh, ever any case of a bunch of MPs getting up together and saying, you know, in private, "Boy, our pension plan is too rich." Uh, not not as a group. I did. I I almost got murdered for bringing up the fact that I got elected in 2008 and suggested that we take a 15% cut in pay. You must have been really popular, huh? Really, with the website, the cut you in pay? I, I, I think I, f- I felt like a skunk walking through the halls of Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, what, what to me is so ironic is all, this is one area of true solidarity among all the political parties, even those lefties that love to criticize yeah, yeah. the big salaries. They're happy when it goes in their pockets. Beauty's got to go. <laughs> Out of time. Okay. Adios. This is our, our first one of the year. Yeah, first of many, I hope. Oh, so you have 12 months to go. <laughs> Surprises notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next Saturday. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. We'll be back in a minute.